idiots. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is uh, coming to you live from the from the Jacob Bridge here in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. I'm going to put my phone... Oh, hopefully this works. I'm uh, just coming from the Survivor Series. God fucking damn fucking idiot. You wonder why there's a goddamn accident on this fucking roadway every five seconds. There is a pace. Do you see the cars, the traffic? It's going a certain speed. But, you know, you're fucking shit-faced, so you should be able to go 103 miles per hour, you fucking villain. Oh, never again, never again will I be ever, as long as I live, commuting to this goddamn fucking hellhole. Boston's a great city. Unless you have to fucking drive there. <laughs> that fucking sucks. And I, yeah, could I have taken the commuter rail? Sure. But then you know what? Then I'm sitting on a train. And you know who I'm sitting on a train with? Wrestling fans. So, in the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, eh, eh. Not going to happen to you, goddamn son of a bitch. Well, that's the bottom line. Uh, anyway. Do I even have my wallet? I do. I have keys. I got wallet. What am I? What am I, Trump? I'm just saying the word now. I got keys. I got wallet. Believe me, nothing's more Truman. Nobody loves wallet more than Trump. I can't do it. I can't do it. Good Trump. Anyway, uh, that, that's not the point of any of this. The point of all of this is that I'm, I am driving home from the 2022 WWE Survivor Series War Games. Uh, it was, it was fucking phenomenal. It was so good. You know, there was one, there was a part of me that was a little bummed because Survivor, like this is my first big four pay-per-view. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Those are the original four WWE pay-per-views. So they call they're the big four. Um, and Survivor Series in recent years... Uh, while while WWE has only continued uh, to further elevate the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and SummerSlam, and SummerSlam has basically become WrestleMania, and Royal Rumble has almost become these three shows are in stadiums, and I think the Money in the Bank pay per view, the ladder match pay per view, was also in a stadium, but I'm so be- I'm so behind on wrestling. This is the first pay per view I think I've watched since WrestleMania, I'm pretty sure. And I actually think I haven't finished WrestleMania from this year. So really, one of the only pay-per-views that I've watched this year was the Royal Rumble, which again, uh, possibly on the 30-year anniversary of the best Royal Rumble of all time, uh, the 2022 Royal Rumble was possibly the worst Royal Rumble of all time. I watched it a couple times. I even watched that Royal Rumble match a few times to see if, like, am I being too hard on it? No, it was a piece of crap. Uh, and I would have been really fucking bummed out if I had gone to the 2022 Royal Rumble uh, as my first live, you know, big four pay-per-view event and got got that shit rumble. But I'll tell you what, the Survivor Series was not a shit Survivor Series. Um, but what I was saying, Vince McMahon seems to have, in recent years, uh, looked... Uh, you know, regarded Survivor Series as an important pay-per-view. 
they they just they they force fed these contrived uh, Raw versus SmackDown elimination matches, and you'd have the SmackDown guys wearing blue T-shirts and the Raw guys wearing red T-shirts, and it just sucked. It was just there was no like natural, you know, give us goddamn rivalries that are already there. Don't force like, hey, you guys are on Raw and we're on SmackDown. SmackDown, and we're gonna beat you because SmackDown's the better show. Yeah, but the better wrestlers. And that's all it was. So every year it's the same goddamn storyline. Hey, Raw's better than SmackDown. No way, man. SmackDown's better than Raw. And we'll prove it to you at the Survivor Series. Raw versus SmackDown. And it stunk. Uh, and now that Vince McMahon is no longer running the show, and Triple H is running the show, uh, Survivor Series. This was the first good Survivor Series, and I don't even know how long. I don't remember last year's. Last year's, I watched it, and it wasn't very good. But I tried. I, I was doing a thing where I think I even said it on the podcast. I was just trying to enjoy the pay per view. Like I go back to the '90s and I watch pay per views that I absolutely adore, and they're really not that good. Some of them. Uh, 1994 Survivor Series is a perfect example of a pay-per-view that really didn't have any good matches. But I love that Survivor Series. I fucking love it. Um, anyway, it's really kind of fallen off as a, you know, and, and maybe, you know, one could make the claim these crown jewel things that are in Saudi Arabia or these pay-per-views that they have in, uh, in uh, whatever, London and Australia, and I don't even know where else they've had them. Uh, I want to say Mexico City, but I feel like that's, is that, maybe I'm thinking of the NFL only. Anyway, um, and and a few, yeah, Cardiff, Wales was the the clash at the castle a few months ago. Um, And and a lot, there's so many of these other pay-per-views that have sort of pushed Survivor Series out out of the way. And it hasn't become, it really fell out of uh, its spot as one of the, uh, you know, one of the big four pay-per-views. And I'm very pleased to say that Survivor Series is back, baby! Yeah! At least tonight it was. Oh my God, what a fucking great show! I was in the fourth row uh, floor, floor level. And I, I had mistakenly thought that I was going to be uh, next to the entrance or, or, you know, in that, in that general vicinity. I was not. I was diagonal that, so I had it. I basically was looking at it. Uh, you know, the, the, the footprint that I was looking at had the setup as, yeah, the entrance ramp is going to be on my side. But it was, in fact, not. Uh, which is fine, because uh, then I got I got to be directly across from the big Titan Tron, the big screen. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, man, I think once you get into the, you know, first, second, third rows are great. Once you get into fourth, fifth, it starts to get a little bit not, you know, the ROI on on those floor seats uh, becomes. Exponent, exponentially less, uh, lesser as you go farther back because uh, you're, because that I mean you know like row ten on the floor, like what do you 
what can you see? You can't see anything. At least in row four, I can still see the ring. Sure, I might have to, you know, look around some heads in front of me or something like that, but I can see. I can see it. Uh, and the only shitty thing about this was that it was the War Games, which is two rings. It's a big rectangular cage uh, that they drop. Whoops. I'm in the wrong lane. I'm not going to Peabody, as they call it. A normal human would say Peabody, but not in Massachusetts, not here. The Boston folk, they don't say Peabody. They say Peabody. Peab-D. Like P-E-E-B-D. That's how you pronounce the thing that is in fact spelled P-E-A-B-O-D-Y, Peabody. But you have to say Peabody, Peabody. Fucking idiots. Just like they say, you can't, it's not Swampscott. It's Swampscott. Uh, up there in uh, Swampscott. Yeah, you think you're, you think you're real highfalutin up there in Swampscott. In Marblehead. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, back to the survivors. So it's a, it's, it's a rectangle. This thing started in WCW or, or NWA or whatever, but, but it was, you know, I used to watch, that was one of the few, uh, WCW pay-per-views that I routinely ordered back in the nineties was war games. It was, it was the pay-per-view itself was called fall brawl and fall brawl featuring war games. And, uh, with the very first one I ordered, which was the 1994 war games, uh, Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes and fucking whatever, I don't know, the Nasty Boys, I think, against uh, Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck and Arn Anderson and anyway, something like that, I can't recall. Uh, it's it's a fun little match. I like it because it's a, it's a super-sized steel cage match. It's so big that it needs two rings. Now, that's good and it's also bad. It's good because it's a really cool match. It's different uh, than other matches. It sucks, though, because you, if you're on the floor, man, you can see the, the ring that's closest to you is right there, and that's great. But if the action spills over into the other ring that's not nearest me, then that's a little harder to see. But all in all, I was thrilled. I was thrilled with my seats. And I, once again, just like AEW, I sat next to a very lovely, nice couple, a guy and a girl, and, uh, cause technically they were at one of, you know, the guy was in my seat. They had three and four. I had seat number five. I didn't give a shit. I'm like, whatever, stay where you are. It's fine. And then I sat down and I instantly regretted that because the guy in seat number two next to me, uh, who I would not have sat next to if I had my seat, uh, number five, uh, he was very large and I'm very large and two large fellas sitting next to each other means that, you know, we better get real, we're going to get real cozy real fast. And my, I've talked about this before on the train, uh, in, in previous years podcast when I was still riding the train. I talked about this, like, I just don't care. I used to keep myself from touching other people, but I just, I don't have the, I don't have the patience and I don't have the leg strength and I don't want, I don't want to have fucking jelly legs because I'm using all my leg muscles to not touch a guy or a girl on either side. So I just fucking spread eagle that shit. We're, we're, our legs are going to be touching. Sorry, not sorry. Um, but 
about an hour and a half into the show, these two guys with a little kid got up and left, and I know what that's like. They got up and they left, and they said, hey, you guys can spread out if you want, because we're not coming back, we're leaving. And, I, and we were like, yeah, fuck yeah. And so the two of them moved down, and I, I basically ended up in a seat where the seats on either side of me were empty. And I was very, very happy about that. I was thrilled. like, this is, now I've got everything. Of course, that put me then uh, directly behind a, a, a head that I think is fatter than mine. Which I guess that's karma, because the poor bastards who have to sit uh, behind me, yeah, boy, they're really in for a treat when they get to sit behind my noggin. Anyway, uh, but that's okay. I could still, you know, hey, being a double-sized ring... The action is all over the place. So that was okay. Um, first match was the women's match. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Maya Yim, uh, whatever her, it's like some weird name, like <laughs> Munchkin or Michigan or Michigan Man. It's the Michigan Man, the Michigan Man. Uh, <laughs> Whatever the fuck her new name is. And uh, who did I leave out? I left out somebody. Alexa Bliss? Yeah, Alexa Bliss. That's it. Alexa. Alexa Bliss. As the... Uh... Oh, is that uh, Alexa? Um, nobody has a fucking Boston accent. When you go to a wrestling show, you're not... You're hearing very few Boston accents. Because the youngsters don't have the, the accent. People like my age and and under, why are we going so fucking slow on this goddamn thing right now? What is your fucking deal? Why is everybody going, is everybody just so fucking shit-faced and that they're terrified of the, the police? They're terrified of the statey? Uh, that they're just going dangerously slow? I, I, I don't get it. Anyway. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Maya Yim, uh, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss versus Bailey, uh, 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 Dakota Kai, EO Sky, or IO Sky, or however you say, I think it's EO. Oh my god. It's a fucking. Hey! I don't know if you guys got the memo. It's a fucking highway! Why are people so goddamn every fuck. And it makes me crazy because it's not just like, oh, once in a while. It's every goddamn time. And then there's a car behind me that's in the center lane, and he's going the normal speed limit. But compared to the speed that we're going, it's like a fucking bullet train. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with everybody? Uh, We should probably, just to be safe, we should probably go as slow as possible when we get onto the highway. I think that we should go as slow as possible to make sure that we do not get into accidents. Oh. All right. Uh, so what did I say? Bailey, EO Sky, Dakota Kai. What the fuck now? Are we break? Why are we hitting the break? We're going 58. What is this? I want to go home. Oh. Bailey, Elo, Sky, and fucking whoever I just said, Dakota Kai, along with Rhea Ripley, 
and somebody else that I'm completely spacing on right now. Oh my god. Ugh, god damn it. And somebody. I am completely, I'm completely blanking on who it is. Why? Why am I completely blanking? It's, it's, I don't know, I forgot. Totally, totally forgot. Alright, well, anyway. Jesus Christ. It's those three, Ripley, and somebody so obvious that I'm not even remembering who it was. Well, whatever. Um, what a fucking... Oh, Nikki! Nikki Cross. There we go. As soon as I thought of the plunder. Bringing in the plunder! Here comes the plunder! As Dusty Rose used to say, uh, calling those War Games pay-per-views when they would get the trash cans and the sticks and all the other shit. Dusty Rhodes would say, here comes the plunder now, baby. He's bringing in the plunder, baby. Oh, baby, here comes the plunder. Uh, what a fucking fun match that was. It was just uh, great moves. Uh, big high spots leaping off the top of the cage. Uh, trash cans and tables. and I mean, everything. You had it all. You had it all. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And on top of that, Rhea Ripley, oh boy, I'm sorry, I might get in trouble, but wearing the short tights instead of the pants, I mean, basically wearing, like, undies. Oh my God. Rhea Ripley. I'll tell you, that Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> he's a lucky little bastard. <laughs> Not only being born as a Rey Mysterio's son, but, like, Getting to work in, intimately close with Rhea Ripley. I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't even know. Anyway, but she's not only insanely good looking, as far as I mean. That's, but she's super talented. She's just like I, I don't know. To me, she should be the biggest star in the fucking company when all is said and done. Uh, and she's. I mean, uh, she's. She's getting there. She is there. She's soon to be there. She's. She's the one to watch. Um, but it was just, yeah, crazy chaos. I'm not going to recap what happened. I don't fucking remember. Lots of shit happened. Wrestling moves and some other shit. And it was really fun. That's what happened in this match. Uh, and it was great. Really, really great. Um, and, and, and Bianca Belair team one, and if I recall right, Becky Lynch got the, got the pin, I think, I don't know, I don't know, anyway, (laughs) then you had AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, and I was, this is the only thing that disappointed me was I had hoped that AJ Styles and Finn Balor would have met in a, uh, in a tag, that to me had a perfect setup for a tag team elimination match. Even if it was just a six-man tag. Because you could have had Dominic and Damian Priest and Finn Balor against AJ Styles and uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Because they were all there. They were all in, you know, Gallows and Anderson were in AJ's corner. And the other, Dominic Mysterio and and Damian Priest were in Finn Balor's corner. Balor has new music. It's a it's a modification. It's a it's an evil version of his old music, and it's great. It's really good. Um, 
and that was a fucking great match too. I if that opening ten woman war games match, I would have given it four and three quarters stars if I were giving stars. Uh, and the reason I say not five stars is because poor Io Shirai tried, I think at least twice and maybe even thrice to do some move where she does almost like a headstand on the turnbuckle and both times she lost her balance and fell into the cage and I think it almost looked like uh, it almost looked like uh, Dakota Kai her tag team partner was laughing like what the fuck um, no shut up Siri Goddamn Apple Watch uh, anyway um, so uh, what was I saying? Three. So, I, 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 otherwise, I would have called it five stars, but I call it four and three quarters just for Io Shirai, Io Sky, whatever she's going by now. Uh, botching that move. If she had botched it once, I would have. I forget about it. She botches it twice. I, I can't let it go. I can't say it's a five star match when you did it twice. Um, anyway, but, but who gives a shit? It was fucking great. And and also, uh, one of the fun parts was, uh, I believe it was Mia Yim, Maya Yim, or, or Munchkin, Michigan Munchkin, whatever the fuck her name is now, uh, throwing the trash cans in, and it didn't, it hit the side of the cage, and it, and didn't go in, and everybody booed, and then she tried it again, hit the cage again, and they booed, and then she threw it in successfully, and that, that got a big pop, a lot of, a lot of folks cheering for that. Um, so anyway, and that, so that was cool. It was, it was fun match. Great. I, I had a feeling they would open with that match and I'm glad they did. Uh, and, and so on to Finn Balor and AJ Styles, I give that, uh, I give it a four stars, maybe even four and a half. I could be persuaded to go. Uh, and, uh, you had everything. You had the big moves you had the you had the false finishes where you think oh this is it it's over and then there's a kick out and you had uh, you had the four guys outside the ring getting into melee and they brawled right next to me I could have I could have touched these guys if I didn't find that absolutely disgusting I, I touched one wrestler at a wrestling match once and it was hacksaw Jim Duggan when he came around and he had so much goddamn sweat and baby oil it was absolutely disgusting. I love you, Jim Duggan, but oh man, I, I my hand, I just like, no, and I said, okay, note to self, never touch wrestlers unless it's never mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love me some Maria Ripley. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, so the so so uh, uh, the Bullet Club or whatever they're called, uh, Gallows and Anderson brawled with Dominic and and uh, and Damian Priest out in the aisle, and they were right there, and it was so cool, so cool. I thought like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, and then the match went for another I don't know, it seemed like another twenty minutes. It was nine thirty, and we had two matches. That's it. And I have no, and that's a good thing because they were, it, it was nine o'clock. It was after nine before the women's match was over. And that was the first match. 
and uh, AJ and Finn Balor went another half an hour or so, and I was I was starting to get worried because I thought, oh geez, because the guys in my parking garage, the valet guys, they're going to be gone. When do they leave? Uh, you know, are you, are they they leave at eleven and they leave at midnight on a Saturday. I couldn't remember. I know it's eleven normally, but maybe on a Saturday it's midnight. But I was still getting worried. Like, oh, it's it's going to be. Is, is this pay per view going to go to midnight? What's going to? Eh. So I was getting worried. Okay, so then the next match is. Uh, Ronda Rousey, this is like, okay, go take a bathroom break. This is crap, you know, this is like, they always have to have the bathroom break match. You know, go get a snack, go take a piss. And it was this one, Shotzi, Blackheart, oh, I think they just call Shotzi now, uh, versus Ronda Rousey. I'm no fan of Ronda Rousey. I just don't, she doesn't do it for me in any way, shape, or form. She didn't, when she was in UFC, she doesn't in WWE. Uh, you know, I like Shayna Baszler. She's, uh, that's the one that I would have, like, just beating the shit out of everybody, but whatever. Ronda Rousey's the big bunny. And she got a good response. I mean, they, they, the fans like her. Uh, and I didn't pay too much attention. Honestly, during that match, I was watching videos that I took of the previous two matches. <laughs> um, so, so then... Uh, that match, Ronda Rousey won. Of course she did. And whatever. On to, uh, and I would give that match one star. I don't know. Give it two. I don't give a shit. I, I would really honestly give it a well, one and a half stars because there were some good little, but it was, uh, it was also on the, on the ring that was opposite. I got very lucky because the good matches. So here's the thing. During the War Games cage match, that the action spills off into the two different rings. When it's any non-War Games matches, it's very. I, I, it seems like they're very strict on, you know, only using one ring and not using the other rings, the other ring. So, uh, and it was great because Finn Balor versus AJ Styles took place in the close, the ring that was closest to me. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi, I didn't care, and that was on the far side, uh, the ring on the far side, so whatever, great, fine, I don't care, and and that match was, fun, you know, one star, maybe, one and a half, I don't know, two, go give it two, fine, uh, whatever, and then we're on to Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of either of those three guys, of any of those three guys, uh, Seth Rollins is an absolutely amazing wrestler. Like, if there's anyone in WWE who you could just make the next Shawn Michaels or just you know, Seth Rollins, because he's he's such a fucking incredible wrestler, and I feel like I don't pay enough attention to his matches. And uh, he's... He's just, a, he's an amazing wrestler. I don't like that stupid Seth freaking Rollins where he does the laugh. I don't like the laughing thing, but he has the great, I mean, it's, wrestling shows are really like, if you want to know what, I guess, I don't know what it's like to be at a mega church or to be in a cult, but wrestling shows are the closest thing because everybody's, Seth Rollins theme song is like, 
And so everybody goes, But they do it through the whole match, even when the music's not playing. And there, it's just, it's weird. But it's, it's a, it's a neat effect, though. Anyway, uh, that match was as good as I expected it to be. Really good match. Uh, Austin Theory is a really good wrestler. Lashley's a big, bulky, fucking jack dude. He is fucking massive, man. He has, uh, he might have the best entrance of anyone. He has an underrated entrance because that music is really good of his, of Bobby Lashley. That's the music I'd be singing. Oh, what? Oh, my God. This, this fucking car. No, I don't need to stop for a coffee. I appreciate it, but it does it often. Bing, bing, bing. Would you like to stop and rest? No. Oh, I'm almost home. So I got to stop soon. Anyways, and I got to stop this podcast. I may have to finish it tomorrow. Oh, thank goodness. Tomorrow's Sunday. Uh, even though I have, I, I'm only halfway through my lovely two weeks of no employment between my two jobs. I'll tell you, being unemployed, that you talk about things that are underrated. Uh, having a paycheck is overrated. Being employed is overrated. Being unemployed and broke as shit is fucking underrated. Because you know what happens? The government will give you money. <laughs> and the best, if you can, if you can get yourself on a on a list of of layoffs, if you can, if you can get yourself on a on a round of layoffs, there is nothing greater than getting a fucking, even if it's three months of, you know, like Elon laid off all those people. He said, you can either stay here and we're going to be, what does he call it? Uh, Hardcore. We're going to do hardcore and uh, work 80 hour, 90 hour weeks, nights, weekends, holidays, say goodbye to your friends and your family and anything that resembled a life because Elon Musk is here. And of course, the, the alternative was, or you can walk out of here with three months severance. And the smart people were like, hey, uh, yeah, I'll take the fucking three months severance rather than work. I, I'd rather take three months to get paid to do nothing than spend even another minute working for this dickhead. Anyway, uh, I, I do go off on tangents, don't I? Um, yeah, if you, if you can get yourself laid off, don't get fired. Don't go in there and do something that violates the company policy because then they'll shit can you and you'll be out of there and you get nothing. Don't do that. But, you know, if you can, if you can find a way onto that list. <laughs> I remember my buddy, you remember old Cliffy? Uh, on, on, <laughs> on whom much of this podcast was originally based? Remember Grandma Cliff and the whole fucking fake family? Well, Cliff is a real guy, and he was on a he was on the season one finale, um, which is probably you know we probably jumped the shark right around that <laughs> May of twenty twenty. Um, anyways, Cliff used to he used to request he would have his one on ones 
with our manager and he would request that, hey, if can I be on the next round of layoffs? If there is, not if, there, you know, in the big giant banks, there's absolutely, you're going to get laid off at some point. Um, and he would request, yeah, can I be on the next, <laughs> can I be on the next round? And uh, unfortunately, one of the things that doesn't get you put on the layoff list is requesting to be put on the layoff list. Because then either they say, like a, like an office space type thing, like, oh, this guy, he's got the initiative. Uh, this is a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. We're keeping him. He's not getting... We were going to put him at the top of the list. We thought we thought he was worthless. But he's speaking his mind. He's uh, he's a straight shooter. And also, fuck you asking to be put on the list and get free money, you dick. You're going to work here forever, you motherfucker. If you're unhappy, you're going to quit and get no severance. And, uh, yeah, a few months after I left, I, I believe Cliffy went on to uh, start up Mint Home Inspection. For all your home inspection needs, I figure all the talk about Cliff, I could throw a fucking plug to his to his business down there. I, of course, you have to be in uh, the uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina area uh, in order to take advantage of Cliffy's amazing services and all that he offers. Uh, I'm almost home. I, I'm supposed to fin- finish it. Anyway, Bobby Lashley speared Seth Rollins. Uh, as Seth Rollins was about to suplex Austin Theory, and then Austin Theory knocked out Lashley and then went for the pin on Rollins, and he's the new United States champion. Cool. Uh, I'd I'd give that a four stars, too. That's an easy four. Um, Easy. Easy four. And, And then the final match of the evening... Roman Reigns, the Uso boys, the honorary Us, Sami Zayn, and uh, Solo, Sokoa, the Bloodline, versus the, <laughs> I can't believe that this is their tag team name, the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Pete Dunne, who goes by the name of Butch, and uh, Minge Holland, the guy who fucking almost killed Big E, uh, back in the winter time when he gave him a fucking suplex on his head on the fucking cement floor. Uh, anyway, those guys plus Drew McIntyre plus Kevin Owens. This match was so good. I the match itself, I I don't know, man. That woman's match to kick things off was pretty amazing. Um. I don't know. I think I would go five star. I, it just barely beats out the women's match. And the only reason I say that is because uh, this had so much additional drama that the women's match didn't have. The women's match had plenty of drama, plenty of, you know, but this Uso storyline between Roman Reigns for the last two years, the head of the table thing, acknowledge me, the tribal chief, and then, you know, the Usos being like, Hey, come on, man. Hey, cousins or family, why are you acting like such a dick, man? And then they would fight Roman Reigns and lose, and then they had to join the bloodline, but then they finally just fucking gave in and said, yeah, we're with you. We're with you, cuz. We're with you, oos. And then Sami Zayn came along as, like, kind of a goof. Like, he's the honorary Usa. What the fuck? 
and and can we trust him? What the hell? He's a little weaselly little bastard. But now he has cemented his place amongst the bloodline. A lot of people thought maybe the turn he's going to turn on the bloodline or they're going to turn on him tonight. And I said, don't do that. Fucking have this. Let this go on for a, you, I, I, just let it go. They let this thing breathe, which is just a beautiful thing to watch this thing play out. And and Kevin Owens on the other team is Sami Zayn's best friend, former best friend. And of course, Kevin Owens used to be a total piece of shit to Sami Zayn. They've you know they're best buddies, best friends, and then they're bitter enemies. It's almost like Brett and Owen Hart is what it reminds me of in some ways, and uh, which is a great thing couple canadian guys like brothers and but sometimes they're best buds and sometimes they're hated enemies and tonight they were on opposite sides of the ring and just that whole thing can we trust Sami Zayn? is he really with us is he gonna side with kevin owens can we and Sami Zayn giving the nut shot to ko to kevin owens uh oh there's a person giving the nut shot to kevin owens was absolutely awesome and hello and uh oh there's like a bunch of people walking out there okay uh oh i guess it is saturday even though it's midnight it's 12 30 but um gives the nut shot to uh uh to kevin owens Sami Zayn gives the nut shot to kevin owens and and then just holds kevin owens as he goes down to the to the mat and then he uh or, or excuse me, gives the nut shot to Kevin Owens, then gives the haluva kick into the corner to Kevin Owens, and that's when Kevin Owens goes down, and Sami Zayn sort of, sort of cradles him like, "This is for your own good. This ha- this is what it's. This I'm with the bloodline now. You son of a bitch. It's over, my dear friend. It's over. I just oh my god, it's so great. And then let and then let Jay Uso give the big splash and get the pin." And now Jay Uso, so Jimmy Uso and Sami Zayn have been palling along. Roman Reigns has been letting Sami Zayn get close to the bloodline. Jay Uso, this whole time, has been saying, we can't trust Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's a piece of shit. Uh, Sami Zayn's no good. You gotta get rid of Sami Zayn. I don't trust you, Sami. I hate you, Sami Zayn. And, and really, you know, at odds, you know, dissension among the ranks. And it's been so fun. But Sami Zayn... Uh, first of all, pulling uh, Jey Uso out of harm's way at one point, and then uh, saving because J- Kevin Owens gave a stone cold stunner to Jey Uso, and Owens was about to pin Jey Uso one, two, and then there's Sammy to grab the referee's arm, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" You know, Kevin Owens like, "You prick," and it's like, "Well, we're on different teams. I mean, what do you expect?" Anyway, uh. I gotta go. Um, uh, 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 so he gave a stone cold stunner. Owens gave a stone cold stunner to Jay Uso, but then as he was about to finish him off, he fucking gives him the nut shot, and uh, and then and then and then all the things that I just said. Whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> I've had a little bit of taffy, so <laughs> things are. <laughs> Not as crystal clear. Anyway, and then he allows J- Jay Uso to get the big splash on Kevin Owens and get the pin. And then Jay Uso hugs the shit out of Sami Zayn and the place erupts. 
and Roman Reigns hugs Sami Zayn, and it's like, oh my God, Jey Uso has now earned Sa- the last piece of the puzzle. Sami Zayn has now earned the trust of Jey Uso. He's earned the trust of all of the Usos, of Roman Reigns, of everybody. And uh, and it's just like, oh, I love this goddamn storyline. I don't want it to end. Fucking, I don't remember the last Survivor, last time Survivor Series was this good. I remember Survivor Series that had a match or two that were like when they had like Brock Lesnar against Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, Brock Lesnar against AJ. There was like a series of Survivor Series where every year Brock Lesnar had a different opponent and it was like. Yeah, one 2015 maybe was AJ Styles. 2016 I think was Goldberg. Meh. Uh and then like 2017 I think was uh Daniel Bryan and then 2018 was Finn Balor or something like something along those lines. I, I don't quite remember exactly, but uh and then I think one of the years Lesnar was on one of the teams, but anyway, uh uh those were good, but I don't remember. I even watched the I watched the 2017 Survivor Series, which is like holy shit, star-studded tag team match. Like this match had John Cena, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura. It had it's like oh my god, this has everybody. I I don't even I didn't even remember that this this all-star match took place at this thing, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god they had all those guys but you know a lot of them were past their prime at this point or, and 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 also not full time on the roster so like you know that's i guess to be expected and they pinned like the Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura and Bobby Roode were eliminated early on in that match it's like those are your best guys. okay anyway um this is the best survivor series since i i don't even know I don't even know. I what was a what was the last really good Survivor? Two thousand two. That was twenty years ago. I don't know. Two thousand. There were probably two thousand eleven was a really good one when The Rock returned. Madison Square Garden. That was a good one. Um, but anyway, and I don't. They all they all blend together after that. Uh, this best Survivor series in a long time. Uh, maybe was this the best Survivor series ever? I'm, I'm starting to think about it actually. This, I, I know. I, it's look. I am I biased? Do I have a special love for the? Yes, because I was there. And it was my first big four pay per view, and the chances of seeing uh, a Royal Rumble in Boston are probably not so good anymore, because now they're having Royal Rumbles in stadiums. They're not. They're not going to have the Royal Rumble at Gillette Stadium. I can tell you that. Um, SummerSlam maybe uh, at Gillette. I could. I wouldn't. I could see that happening. SummerSlam was supposed to be in Boston in 2020. That was going to be the first big pay-per-view. Uh, and then the pandemic happened, and that canceled all of that. Um, and SummerSlam now, now that they're back, you know, after the pandemic and the lockdowns, now it's in big stadiums. So <laughs> I think there goes the chance of SummerSlam coming here. So Survivor Series was like, hey, wow, okay, Boston's getting a big one. Um and but I so I am biased. And two thousand one was a good Survivor Series. I don't know. There's lots of good. There's well, I don't know. There's a lot of crappy ones actually. Most of them are pretty shitty when you when you really look at it. Um, uh, this is probably the best Survivor Series ever. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This was. I'm not gonna say probably. Here here we go. You ready? This was the best Survivor Series ever.
This was the best Survivor Series that they've ever had. Now, I wish they could have had one, at least one elimination match because the Survivor Series is, um, that's how it all started. Okay, Survivor Series 1992 was November 25th, 1992. Today's November 26th. 30 years and one day ago, Survivor Series 1992 was the first pay-per-view that I ordered. Uh, and Joe Nicky came over and we watched it together. And he gave me all of his WWF magazines, which was uh, like the sweetest thing. I was so nice. Um, the 1992, so 30 years and one day ago was my first time that I ordered a pay-per-view. I watched WrestleMania 8, but that was an accident. Uh, but yeah, so I watched, I ordered Survivor Series 92. So here we are. It only took me 30 years to finally attend a big four pay-per-view event. And it was the best Survivor Series of all time. I'm I'm just saying it. I'm going to say it. I love I love the 90s Survivor Series. I love them all. Uh, they all have a special place in my heart. 1995 is one of my favorites. 93 is what 92. All of those are great. 91 Hogan loses the title to Undertaker. They're just awesome. Um but uh I will say that tonight had was bookended with two just fucking beautiful matches. Violent but wrestling moves, drama, storylines uh and and leaving you wanting more. And then in between that, you had the second and fourth match were almost as not well nothing. Those two, the women's and the men's matches were just so so fucking good. And then to have those two matches, and then to have Finn Balor and AJ Styles and the triple threat match, which were also like four star matches. And the only the only crap match was the Ronda Rousey one, but we knew that was gonna be the case. And who cares? Great, fine. I feel like I'm forgetting a match. I could be wrong. I feel like I'm leaving out a match. But anyway, I know I think that was it. I think it was those five. And it took fuck four hours almost. Where that thing went eight well no, three three and a half, I guess. It was eleven thirty. And then I got I started this podcast at midnight. It's twelve forty five. And uh and uh I yeah, so that's not bad. That's not bad. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> Taffy, fucking finally, it took five hours. It's finally kicking in. I guess that's a good thing. Um, uh, I was going to say some other stuff. It, it was great. Great, great pay-per-view. Get the Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, get it just to watch this pay-per-view. It was just good. And then there were a few times that the wife told me that they could see me, actually. Um, so... Uh, oh, and then we got to keep the chairs. I have my commemorative Survivor Series folding chair, <laughs> which I thought on the way to my car, I thought, well, if anybody tries to take it from me, I'll just hit them with the, I've got a steel chair. I'll just hit them with the steel chair, but it's got the Survivor Series and it's got the the bloodline on it. And I'm like, of course I'm taking this chair with me. That's worth it, man, to sit on the floor to get those chairs. That's totally worth it. What is that animal that just went across the fucking street? Some goddamn thing. Looked like a, you know, one of those nocturnal, you know, uh, whatever, marsupial type things. 
possum type guy from i don't know uh anyways i'm gonna go uh uh oh and then you know what everybody's filing out of that arena and i get out there and I'm, i think i'm not getting back i took the t to the arena parked in my usual garage at the ritz carlton great easy in easy out uh valet parking perfect um and then when I left, I thought, ugh, do I really want to get on the green line with a fucking steel chair? Not really. Not particularly. But do I want to walk all the way back to the garage? It's not a bad walk, but it's a little chilly, and I don't want to do it carrying a steel chair. So I called a lift, and they ha- I paid the extra 10 bucks or whatever to get, like, get your lift here faster. Pri- priority lift, whatever. I said, hell yeah, get that motherfucker over here. Ah, look at this asshole going the wrong way. It's a one-way street, dumb shit. Yeah, you're going the wrong way. All right, keep doing it, whatever. Yeah, that's great. That's going to work out. Oh, my God, he's pulling in here. Good, 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 good. Oh, no light. That's the fucking guy who just left. You lazy asshole. You just didn't want to go around the block. Okay. Uh, so the lift guy got there and he had a, a, an, an infinity, uh, like a Q30 or I, I think it's like the S class of the infinity. And it was so fucking smooth. I said, this is a great car. This is a smooth ass car and it's gorgeous. It's white leather interior. Gorgeous. Um, and then I got into my car and I remembered, Hey, my car is pretty goddamn smooth too. Uh, anyways, um, and then I got to the garage in you know lickety split chippity chop. There was all kinds of traffic, and this guy, I said, yeah, why don't you go back past like government, you know, government center and around uh, like Washington, and then down to or to Tremont, and and he, he did. Well, his his Google Map thing told him to do that. Uh, but, but it was like, we, it took, I think three minutes to get there. If even that, ah, and I got my car and then I, all that time that I, all that extra time that I gained, I just fucking blew it by sitting here in a parking lot doing a podcast to tell you about survivor series. Anyway, it was a great time. And, uh, and I easily got out of the garage. Uh, and, and that was great. And you, you, you were with me for most of the drive home. For Christ's sakes, I was on the Zakem Bridge. I mean, I, you know, most of my yelling was just done on uh, on Essex Street, waiting to get into the tunnel, uh, going through Chinatown because there's so many goddamn lights, and it's like Chinatown is like uh, they 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 could also call it Little Nashua because the traffic lights, you sit there, and these side streets that never have anybody on them are green lights all night long. And then I'm behind this jackass who's like, I'm like, go. I'm laying on the horn. I'm like, why don't you want to go? Why do you not want to leave this place? Let's go get on, go home. I want to go home. Uh, you missed all that, most of that. So that's good. And then it was a smooth ass. I've been sitting here outside the thing. I've been sitting here in my, for 10 minutes. Uh, it's great anyways i'm starving i go home and eat uh and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go home i am home and i'm going to go in and eat and i'm going to uh have some more taffy 
And I'm going to have maybe, I don't know, leftover turkey and pie. Maybe just pie. I love pie. Do you love pie? Are you are you cake or pie? I'd take pie any day. I love cake. But if you're if you give me a choice, I have to, you know, one of them is I, my name's Sophie and I have to make a choice. Um, which, by the way, it's always like considering what that movie is actually about. When people say Sophie's choice, it is rather it's like, you know what that eh, anyway, I say it, too. Uh, I, I'm going pie. Pie. Oh, my Tony. It was just a fucking horse. How come Ralphie on The Sopranos, when he says, when he's talking to Johnny Sack about the the, the, the sex worker that he killed, uh, uh, he, he, how come he says, but Johnny, she was a hero. But then when he's talking to Tony and he's saying, Tony, it was just a stupid horse. How come he says, instead of whore, he says, hero. But horse, he says, horse, it was just a fucking horse, Tony. And then Tony bashes him to pieces with the bowling ball and strangles him and all that, all that fun stuff. Frying pain. I mean, what, what a show. I tell you, I'm honestly, it sounds crazy. I love The Sopranos. I loved it. If HBO and maybe, who knows, maybe I'm the only fucking asshole. In, but if if they could do Sopranos where they just took out the, you know, don't even take out the violence, but maybe substitute the realistic sounds with like Three Stooges. You know, that kind of thing. That's not what the Three Stooges sounds sounded like. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, because there's just some gruesome shit that happens. It's just like, I don't want to watch that again. I would love to watch The Sopranos again, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see that fucking, there's some fucking violence, dude, that I'm just like, I, I can't stomach it. The world's just bad enough. Uh, anyways, Tony, she was, uh, it was just a fucking horse, Tony. But Johnny, she was a hero. <laughs> oh, anyways, Survivor Series. 30 years of me watching Survivor Series. And this was the best of the bunch. Um, the only thing that kept it from being perfect is I wish they would have. I wish they could have had just a tag team elimination match. I wish they would have had the war games. I mean, I guess, you know, it makes sense. But it would have been cool if they could have had War Games as a, an elimination match. That would have been awesome. Uh, I was, I almost hoped that maybe, like, Triple H would come out and say, you know what, motherfucker? It's an elimination match now. Time to play the game. That's what he said. Oh, and then you got the Aussie, you know, War Pigs as the soundtrack. So every so often you got Ozzy on the big screen. Like, Yo, watch the Survivor <laughs> And then this, uh, <laughs> sounds nothing like it at all. <sighs> all right, I gotta go. I get, I gotta get some fucking pie, baby. Give me that pie. Survivor Series is great. Got my chair. Some dude immediately outside TD Garden. Like I had barely gotten off the escalator onto fucking Causeway Street. And this guy's like, I'll buy it. I'll buy a chair. Buy a chair. You sell it. Sell it. He didn't. He didn't sound like that. He was actually. He was with a little kid. And I, I was like, Oh god damn it! Because it would be nice for your little kid to have his chair, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe next time you get the fucking floor seats, you cheap ass. The money that I'm going to charge you for this chair is not going to be <laughs> what you would have paid. It's going to be a lot more than what you would have paid for floor seats. No, he was a nice guy. He didn't give me any shit. He was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. He was nothing shady, nothing weird. I heard a couple people. They're like, oh, I'll buy your chair. I'll buy your chair. I'm like, no. Why do you think I'm walking out with? I'm not. I'm not like a fucking goober. I don't. I don't go to. Sh- I don't want to just like sell shit. Like I'm a wrestling fan. This is a neat little piece of uh, whatever from the pay per view, and maybe I'll go to more and sit on the floor seats and collect more of these goddamn chairs, and just have a uh, my <laughs> my basement home theater will be just made up instead of comfortable leather couches. On different layers, different levels, I should say. It'll be it'll be folding chairs from all the wrestling events. I'll turn it into a couch. The world's least comfortable couch, but still. Uh, I'll just get, you know, dozens of those chairs. All right, but that was, that was great. Great time had by me, and I loved it, and I can't wait for the next. You know, earlier today, I was like... God damn it, I'm going to go to this room. I just want to sit home and relax. And now I'm saying, because uh, I said to the wife, I said, I'm never doing two wrestling events in the same month ever again. That was just overkill. So I just went to AEW two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, but at coming out of this, if it was a bad pay-per-view, I might be, you know, I'd, have a, I'd be singing a different tune. You best believe that. Uh, but it was a fucking great paper. It was the best Survivor Series they've ever done. Truly was. And, uh, and my, I mean, yeah, it was just great. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, there was some other last thing I was going to say, and I, I've just completely forgotten it. But yeah, I came out of there and I said, oh, that was so much fun. I wish there was another wrestling show to go to <laughs> soon. I wish the Royal Rumble was going to be in Boston. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, good time. Uh, just great. It was just great. I was so happy. I wish that when you buy a bottle of water during a wrestling show, they, they, they always, whatever drink you get at a wrestling show, it has to be in a cup. If you go to the Celtics game, you get a bottle of water. They give you the bottle. If you go to AEW, you get the bottle for WWE at TD garden. It's, um, it's a fucking, I guess they don't want you. They, they know that wrestling fans potentially are going to, uh, throw, <laughs> throw bottles, <laughs> full bottles of whatever, soda, water, beer. Um, so I guess that's, I guess that's why. Anyway, uh, it was awesome. I had a great time and now I'm exhausted. I need to go eat pie. Talk to you later. See ya.